Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every single week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Morning, Bill. Greetings, one and all. Uh, A lot of news to get to. Um, A lot of things going on. A lot of things happening. A lot of different opinions out there, um, but I think one opinion is pretty solid: is that uh, Mr. Chauvin, former, former, and I say that with, with uh, a good feel, former Officer Chauvin, guilty. Um, and I know of no one, no one, no one, and believe me, I know some old school, old crazy cops from the day that think that he, what he did was, was, was righteous and not criminal. Okay. I know of no one. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all in agreement on that. That cannot under any st- stretch be justified. So we're all in agreement that he was guilty. He used poor judgment. He was vicious. He was punitive. And I, turns out that the jury of 12 found him to be criminal and he's going to, get what he gets. The judge will sentence him, I believe, in three weeks, and we'll see what he gets. Well, it was just short of a year, uh, Bill, when everything, all of this went down, and we went on the air, and uh, you immediately, uh, you know, talked, said how much you you thought what he did was wrong from the, the video, and even back, th- back then, everyone was like, hey, this is completely wrong, what he's doing. Um, but I want to talk to you about the case itself. Now, was was he guilty of wrongdoing? Absolutely. Derek Chauvin, what he did was completely unacceptable. And I think where some people today are a little, um, I won't say divided. I think most people are united, as you said, on the fact what he did was wrong. And he was responsible for somebody's death. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes, yes. There is a shade of gray. Correct. That is on whether it was murder or manslaughter. Um, here's here's let, let's break it down. Here's the bottom line. This man was handcuffed. All right. He was handcuffed. He said he was claustrophobic and he didn't want to be inside a police car. Well, tough shit. You know, tough shit. Um he breaks out a window. He gets, he goes crazy in the car. It's not your car. All right. The city will pay for new windows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, to get him out of the car, put him face down on the ground with your knee in his neck for nine minutes and some odd seconds 
is absolutely unacceptable. There is no reason for that. Um, there's, there, there are ways to combat that. You, you, you have what, four cops there? Four cops. You can't tell me, I don't care how strong or how completely vicious Floyd was in handcuffs to where four cap cops cannot put him in some type of uh, what we call a um, leg restraints. I don't think they have leg restraints. Mm -hmm. Okay. Put him on his side and restrain him until medical aid arrives or a bigger vehicle arrives. But to begin with, he should have never even gotten out of the car, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and so, so you're setting up a recipe for disaster by doing that. And that is with that is all four cops responsibility. I don't give a shit that Sheldon was the senior guy there. All right. Um, first of all, there should have been a supervisor there. Why there wasn't, I have no idea. And that's something that I believe the Department of Justice uh, is going to dive into and see the police practices of the uh, Minneapolis Police Department. That just was announced today. And I applaud that, especially in light of the shooting last week that should have never happened. Guys, I am not anti-police, obviously. I'm a former cop of 27 years, and I back those guys every chance I get. The 99.9% .9 of the time, police are in the right. Okay, they're in the right. Police work is ugly. People get violent. You need to overcome that violence with some form of, I, I hate to say it, but violence. Force. Yes. Force. The force necessary to effect that arrest. The force necessary to combat what you're being faced with. Yeah. But it has to be reasonable. I will, I, will, I will riddle you this. Was that reasonable? No, it was not. Especially two some odd minutes that Floyd was on the ground and he was unconscious. At that point, he's not resisting anymore. Well, there's, there's a, there is a, um, you know, you can look at the video, which we all did and, and the nine minute video, nine and a half minutes. All right. But there's so much more. That, my only point with all this is there's so much more that went into the big picture you could come up with the same result, absolutely. And I'm going to look in the camera right now because I know someone listening or watching. Bill and I are going to discuss this. Bill and I do not, are not defending Derek Chauvin by any means. I am not defending. Bill has said ad adamantly how much he's against his actions. I am against Derek Chauvin's actions. I am saying that to the camera and into the microphone as loud as I can. Okay? We are discussing the case. All right? And... The, the, the whole picture of what happened last year in May in Minneapolis was the buildup to the video. And where I, where I think people really need to focus on, Bill, is once it was a struggle to get him to the ground and out of the car and in the car and this and that. But once he's in handcuffs, as you said, back in May, we're done. It's over. He's in handcuffs. There shouldn't be any more physical restraint, right? Somewhat. If you need to restrain him, I mean, people in handcuffs can still be violent, they're okay. nice, et cetera. However, good point. However, I don't believe that was the tactic that should have been used. Okay. I, and again, we all agree, we all agree on that. What I think happened uh, with this whole thing, and again, the three cops kind of standing around, just like I think you could start to see a sense in their eyes of the the gathering that was occurring. And I don't know, I don't know why Derek Chauvin did what he did. Nobody knows. And what I am, what interests me, Bill, is that 
people automatically assume he did what he did because he was a racist. Is he a racist? Maybe, probably, but are, are everyone saying, well, he did that to George Floyd because he was, he was a racist. He actually knew the guy, right? Allegedly. Yeah, so allegedly. And, and here's another interesting point. Here's another interesting point. I have not heard one person, not one person that he worked with, that he was friends with, even his wife, for Christ's sake, has not come to his defense. No, no, I've not heard. Not. Oh man, this is Derek Chauvin, great guy. Can't believe he did that. I have not heard any of that. Even Mark Furman, who we all know <laughs> said some stupid shit and put himself, made himself into a racist. People would say the guy's a great detective. That's not him. He is play acting or, or doing it for a role or whatever. Okay. I know I, I work with guys that work with Mark Furman and they vouch that he is, that's not him. And they say great things about his work. Yeah. Okay. I have not heard one person say anything positive whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard his neighbor say anything nice about him. I haven't heard anything. And if, and if I'm wrong, if somebody can find something that contradicts what I'm saying, by all means, send it to me. I'd like to see that. I don't think anyone's looking for good things about Daryl okay. Chauvin. You know, no one's looking for that. So you have to, so there is a, there is a pattern there with this guy and shame on the Minneapolis police department for not recognizing what a turd he was and doing something. Oh yeah. All right. I am the biggest critic of police administrations. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because usually they, they go overboard on discipline. They eat their own yeah. on, on small minor bullshit things, which destroys morale. In this case, they had a negative retention officer that had a pattern of, of, of doing, you know, bad things. So, oh yeah. And, and Bill, I have to say for like, no one here is defending what happened. Uh, again, one more time. I, I don't know how many times we're going to have to say that, but do you think it is people are, I, I've heard people the past day be ridiculed because they talk about that the second degree murder, especially the third degree murder charge, uh, is a little shady. He, it was definitely manslaughter, 100%. And I think if if murder would not have been a conviction, uh, there would be fires all over the country right now. Um, so do you think the potential potential of major rioting had anything to do with the verdict? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And hey, the jury did what they did. Um, it's up to the judge. I mean, the charges, yeah, they're ugly. You know, when you get convicted of murder, that's a, you know, that's a, yeah. that's not a, that's not a, that's not a feather in your cap by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it's going to be up to the judge, whatever punishment he gets. So, so the jury, the jury, and I, again, I don't blame them. They, uh, they took the, they, they, they picked the long straw on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and you could not, if they were paying people money to be on the jury, I, there's not enough money I, I would have ever taken to be on that jury. I've been like, I, I don't want any part of this. Sorry. No, no. I don't want any part of, of, of this. Uh, someone's got to do it, but it ain't going to be me. Uh, but I don't like jury duty anyway. So, um, 
we've talked about it before, but can we please go into the details of second degree and third degree murder charges to your understanding? Because everyone's like, oh, he should have been convicted of all three. Well, it's like, well, let's break them down so we kind of have a clearer understanding. First degree murder is laying wait, intent, premeditation. To get to get Chauvin on first degree murder, which wasn't even on the table, you would have to surmise and prove that he in roll call that day said to someone, I'm going to go out and kill me a, you know what? Mm -hmm. All right. Or I'm going to go out and, you know, if, if, if it doesn't have to be a specific person, you could just say, I'm going to go kill somebody. Yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, that obviously didn't happen or it would have been brought up. Yeah. Um, first degree happened in the commission of a crime. Okay. Like you go into rob something, rob a place and the victim gets killed. That didn't happen. Okay, this happened, this happened because during the course of his employment, he went above and beyond overboard punitive causing death. That is a sect. Now, I'm, I'm just with, familiar with California law. I don't know how Minnesota law reads, but in California, if proven beyond a reasonable doubt, what he did could have been second degree murder. For, so for like, for instance, the OJ Simpson trial, those were both first degree, maybe there are other charges, but that was first degree murder because they, they were charging that he was premeditated yeah, and he laid in wait and went over there yeah, to kill them. Absolutely. Okay. Second, I think there was second degree murder charge, but second degree basically is you. Now, if reacted, if, you know, if argued correctly back then, you know, you could have argued crime of passion and it would have been a lesser, okay. lesser uh, degree of murder, but because there was a history of domestic violence. And because he laid in wait, uh, and he killed he killed the waiter as well. Yeah. Then it's all bets are off. But again, on this case, I not knowing Minnesota law, I it kills me and it pains me to say this because uh, it's just unfortunate, but correct. I think it was a correct verdict for the people. It was a correct verdict for the jury. Um, they were under a lot of pressure to do what they had to do, and they did it. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be up to the judge to deliver whatever time Mr. Sheldon's going to get. I, I, so now they're putting it on the judge. Oh, yeah. And I thought I heard that because he doesn't have really prior criminal history, he's looking at 12 and a half years for second the, degree. The sentence is up to and included. The maximum, I believe, is 40 years. Okay. So he's, that, he's not going to get 40 years. That's, that's the addition, but it was – potentially lower because of yes. prior history. I'm going to go on record. I'm going to predict and we're three up three, um, 20, half, half of that maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, and it depends. They're going to do a, they're going to do a, a pro they'll do what's called a probation report, not a probation report, but a, a report on his past. Obviously there's been no criminality in his past, but perhaps maybe there should have been, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not making light of the situation here, but, but I mean, what do you, first, what do you think happens to that guy in prison and do they put him in a, he will not, he will never be around another uh, inmate that on record or on paper could do him harm. He will be in protective custody. He will be housed in a segregated unit away from the hardcore. What I mean by hardcore is the hardcore career criminal. Okay. With you know, murder, murderers, rapists, robbers, etc. He will not be around those folks. He will have a, he will be in protective custody. He'll be, you know, um, doing paperwork for the guards. Mm -hmm. He'll be one of those guys. Mm -hmm. 
My question about the justice system, Bill, is this, you know, and, and my understanding of the, of the third degree murder charge was from what pe the example people gave was that third degree murder charge was basically uh, you shoot into a room uh, full of people and you hit somebody, you kill someone. It's not a direct uh, intent or not intent, but a direct uh, aim, I guess you would say, to mm -hmm. go after a specific person. Um, so that was kind of, some people were like, I could, I could buy the second degree, but the third degree charge was, was interesting. Uh, but anyway, the, my point with the whole justice system is that, do you think we've changed at all in the sense that like Twitter and these videos and this instantaneous reaction we see now to things, um, is all that matters versus a trial and putting forth evidence and facts and, uh, making a case one way or another? Definitely. I believe that a raw video of something like a police shooting is slanted by the media. Agree. White officer shoots black female. Why can't it be officer shoots female? Well, it, it usually is listed that way if it's not those two. Correct. Races. Right. So, you know, we've got to have Okay, you talk about social justice in this country. Okay, I'll buy it. We need to have media justice. Ooh, I like that. There needs to be an overhaul of the media. There needs to be rules. There needs to be some some ethics involved with some of these folks that are completely out of control, vicious, and uh, out of bounds, and they have no filter when they report these things. CNN, guilty. Um, they like to inflame Things. According to AOC, the wonderful congresswoman from New York, uh, this verdict is not justice. Well, she's she's so she's mentally touched. She's, I think she wants to get rid of all all she does. Cops yeah, in, she's mentally uh, unstable. She's um, she's not playing with a full deck whatsoever. <laughs> um, discount everything that woman said. I agree with that one, as well as Maxine Waters. Oh well, okay. Let's get to that because. Uh, I was, this happened, I think it was Monday night. Um, and you know what, Bill, I don't want to go back to January 6th, but I am going to president Trump was, uh, ostracized and just hammered about his, his language inciting a riot where if you look at the two, <laughs> look at Maxine's waters words and look at Donald Trump's words back on January 6th, I don't think it's even comparable to the violence that Maxine Waters was inciting. She basically said, if this trial doesn't go go our way, burn it, burn everything to the ground. And I'll get you the exact quote, but I want you to react. Well, I mean, if she had said that 20, 25 years ago, she'd have been arrested. And rightfully so. But she pretty much did in 92 during the LA riots. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know. Again, <laughs> again, some people are untouchables, some people walk on water, some people are above the law. She's one. Okay. Why I don't know. Why she makes it, how she makes a living on just basically stirring up the pot is beyond me. I mean, she, she is, she is a militant, uh, evil person. She's I will completely, say. completely untethered. Uh, she has, uh, a complete, um, lack of clarity when it comes to trying to be reasonable, rational. She's, she's a racist. She hates whites. Okay. Obviously. She is a complete and utter disgrace to Congress. Um, 
And quite frankly, I can't understand how she keeps getting reelected. I, I don't either. I don't either. But and but. that that leads me to believe that there's got to be counterfeit ballots, voter fraud. That that lays perfect claim to the fact because she is an insult to her own people, in my opinion. She doesn't represent them well. She's she's telling them to go out and 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 loot and burn. Here's the quote. Quote, we've got to stay in the street and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know that we mean business. Now, what does that mean to you? What does that mean exactly, Maxine? Does that sound very peaceful to you? Does that sound peaceful, Bill? Well, you're not dealing with someone who's rationally. You know, there's an old saying, it's, it's um, <clears throat> completely uh, impossible uh, to, to deal with. Uh, with the irrational, okay? Can I tell you something else about irrational Maxine? Guess, you know what she did before she went to Minneapolis, Bill? And why, okay, first of all, she's a California congressman, okay? She's from like Compton or Linwood or uh, someplace in that area, and it doesn't really matter. She, why is she in, why is she in Minnesota? That's not her territory. She's Stay a, the fuck out. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't quite understand that, but uh, you know what she allegedly did, Bill? And I think it's confirmed now. Uh, travel logs obtained. Uh, this is from Fox News. Uh, you know what, Miss Maxine Waters did, Mrs. I'm not sure if you're married or well, not. I don't know who would who would marry. I don't her, know but... who would want to sleep with that. Oh man, <laughs> can you imagine, Bill? If you don't make the coffee better, you know. Anyway, yeah, um, that would that would lend complete credence to suicide. You know what? If you had to wake up to that, you know what, uh, Maxine Waters and her traveling party. You know what they requested. Before they went into Minnesota? God only knows. Police escort. Well, there you go. How ironic. There you go. Wow. Police escort. Go. I don't know if they're armed police or if they're these these traffic cops that people are trying to put out uh, in uh, in the world. But Maxine Waters, all, all she does is stir it up. She's made a career on uh, stirring up the mob and you know just saying how unfair things are. Meanwhile, she's had a pretty successful uh, run in politics. But anyway, I, I see here or hear her. I'm just like, you, it's appalling to me uh, what she said, Bill. Because I'll tell you what, if a Republican or conservative had said something anywhere near that, it would be the lead story on every Once again, every once again, it's the media. It's the media who is either funded by these folks or it, it it's com it's a complete and utter disgrace that the, what the media has become what what's interesting is that so again i keep talking about the oj simpson case because that is that was a case in a trial that was you know trial of the century everyone remembers it and that jury was sequestered and they tried hard to keep the jury away from you know media and hearing about the out things that the media and the, everyone was talking about but i think there was some serious intent here by people like Maxine Waters, um, heck, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, even chiming in and basically- Well, there's, well, there's another middle patient. <laughs> basically trying to sway the jury one way or another. Look, at, I, we agree, Chauvin's, Chauvin's convicted and he's guilty, uh, but for, for, for politicians to get involved in a, in a trial, that's, that's walking a fine line there, Bill. I, and. People will say, Matt, how could you're standing? No, I am not standing up for Derek Chauvin. One more time. Uh, he's going to jail for a very long time. What he did was wrong. There you go. I said it again. 
but isn't that a slippery slope? <clears throat> yes, it is a real slippery slope. I, we got a, I got a question here on this topic. Yes, uh, let's go. Fresh off the press. It's from a very, very nice uh, lady friend of mine who's recovering from some minor surgery, and I, I wish her well. She's progressing fine. Uh, has some, some, a little bit of pain still, but she's going to look absolutely even more gorgeous than she already is when this whole thing uh, uh, wraps up. Did you smooth talk her? Well, it's the truth. Okay. <laughs> um, she feels that she doesn't agree with something I said, but opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Well, okay. Thank you, Mia. Appreciate that. <laughs> and she says, I look good, by the way. Well, thank you even more. Um, she feels that the uh, other officers are, aren't guilty. Are, yet, are, are not. Are not. Okay. One was a boot, which means he was a training. Okay. And the other one kept trying to help Floyd. Just my opinion. Fair enough. Fair mm -hmm. enough. They're going to have their day in court. And are they as culpable as um, Shelvin was? Physically, probably not. However, there was an old case, an old military case back in the, in the Vietnam era, and it was a uh, George Calley who slaughtered a, a, a village and um, had ordered his troops to do it. They did it. And when you see something unlawful, you are supposed to act accordingly and not adhere to that command. Now, again, this is up, this is up to, uh, you know, the, the, the jury to decide. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't know what these guys uh, are going to plead. If I were them, I would say, make me a deal. Make yeah. me a deal. I know I'm never going to be a cop again. I get it. Okay. Now I'll say this, maybe the boot, maybe the other kid might have a shot at, at, at having a real, real less sentence. The guy that pissed me off and the guy that I wanted to bitch slap was the Asian guy that, that had a smirk, smirky, smart ass look to him and was walking around like, you know, this is what we do every day and how dare the crowd videotape, how, the, how dare the crowd, you know, second guess us. All right. That guy pissed me off. So I'll leave it at that. Again, I don't know that much about what their direct involvement or non-involvement was. Um, but, you know, Mia, I appreciate your, your honesty and what you have to say. And, and, and I guarantee you, they will not get convicted of what, what uh, Chauvin did. Yeah. And if I, they're smart, they'll take a deal. I do apologize to our listeners. It looks like Bill's mic was way down. Uh, for the first, you're fine now because it's back up now. But God damn it, yeah. let's 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 improve the the, the, yeah. the studio here. The repeat you know? everything we said. I mean, God damn, this is not 1946. This is not this is not you know. Um, I mean, well, you just got to turn your turn your YouTube up, I guess. I get yeah yeah to hear Bill. So now we're back. We're fine. I just had a bad feeling, and, and sure damn. enough, sure enough, we tested it, and it was like okay, you're a little low talking to the mic, but it's not that. It was uh, turned down. So. Oh, I, well, I, I don't like having this this big microphone in my face covering my beautiful face. <laughs> Mia just said I look good, and I want everybody to agree with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're fine now, if all you right. can tell. This is your audio. Good. I'm gonna start shouting. All the time I'm gonna start blowing it up. All right. Well, the first uh, what was just this? in case this this two dollar and ninety cent uh, studio 
goes to shit. <laughs> First 15 minutes of this, oh, 20 minutes of this has been, uh, who knows, probably a wash. But anyway, uh, not to repeat ourselves, but if you could summarize what you I'll said, summarize. What you said the summarize. past 15 minutes. Go ahead. Chauvin, guilty. I agree. Chauvin, bad guy. Agree. Chauvin, going to prison. I agree. What kind of sentence he'll get is up to the judge. It'll probably be a midterm, 20 years or something thereabouts. Um, and agree wholeheartedly with the verdict. There's one thing. There's only no one. Good cops hate bad cops. Okay. I considered myself a good one. You know, I fucked up at times. I did shit I probably shouldn't have done. But in the overall scheme of things, I was good. And everybody I worked with was good. And everybody I know on the job that's on it now, that was on it before I came on, during my tenure, uh, does not does agree that Chauvin was an idiot in what he did. And it was criminal. And you can't condone it one iota. So that basically was a summation of what happened. Yeah. I went on record a year ago when this fucking thing happened and I said the guy's dirty, the guy's guilty, what he did was wrong and he will reap the, the, the ugly reward for this. Oh yeah, oh definitely. And we also said that we feel that, that uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Maxine Waters is an idiot for saying what she said, she's inciting violence, she's just a complete, utter idiot. Same thing with um, uh, AOC, she's an idiot. Um, let's, let's move on. Let's get, let's get past this. Don't paint every cop with a wide brush. 99.99% of policemen throughout the country do the right thing. They act on their instincts and they, they act on, on split second decisions that not every person can make, or they would be doing the job that cops are period in the story. Uh, sometimes things come out, they look ugly. They look bad. Well, that's what criminals do. And we are only reacting, when I say we, police officers are only reacting to the cards they're dealt. When they go overboard, like Chauvin did, they should be held accountable, and he sure certainly was. This is not a time to celebrate, okay? This is not a time to dance in the streets and saying that uh, justice is finally here. He's not the first cop that's been convicted of murder. He's not the last one. Okay. The media sensationalized it. And the media, we also covered this when my when I was on Radio Silent. The media is twisted. The media can convict someone before their day in court. And in this case, it didn't matter. Okay. Be fair. Be fair. That's all I ask. Be fucking fair. Don't go crazy with you know, and interpret videos your way. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, very well said. That does sum up your your first 15 minutes of radio silence. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a Get Home Safe podcast without technical issues. Well, one thing you didn't mention, one, just one final word about Maxine Waters, Bill, and uh, her uh, militant ways and stirring up the pot. I mean, she's she's not going to go away, but but her her actions are unacceptable in my opinion. All right. If a black woman, a black male knocked at my door, I looked through the peephole. He looks presentable. He, he, he looks like he needs something. I'm going to answer the door. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this. I went not, and if I go knock on Maxine Waters' door, you think she's going to help me? Not a chance in hell. 
you probably have to go through her armed security. Well, I don't give a shit. I would think so. You know, let's just say that she lived in a house that 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 her constituents didn't buy for her, okay, (laughs) and that she had to raise on her own Congress fees, okay. She's not gonna. She wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. All right. (laughs) And I can honestly say that I don't feel that way about people of color. People. Somebody knocks on my door. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them a fair shake until such time that they go south, and that goes for a white a Mexican, a black, an Asian, a uh, Guatemalan. I don't give a shit what it is. When you rolled up to a scene, Bill, you guys sometimes were told what, you know, what a suspect looked like. Did that ever change any of your attitude in going into a call and going into a case? Oh, we're dealing with a Hispanic guy today. Oh, we're dealing with a, a white woman today. I mean, did it ever give you guys any uh, preparation in going in? Well, if you had background information on the person. And whether they're white, black, brown, didn't matter. But that, yeah, that's my point. That okay. didn't matter. That, no, if, if, you know, you, you were always on, on your guard. I mean, a 35 year old woman in a miniskirt could have a gun, could have a gun in her purse. You don't know. All right. If you presented a, a strong and, um, I want to say a strong and um, assertive, but not overboard <clears throat> command presence with someone, and you treated them like an adult. You treated them like they were treating you. You, used, you generally didn't have a problem. I don't care who they are. But you were always on your, on, on your guard. That's just what you have to be as a police officer. Mm-hmm. So did it, you know, if you're going to a rough neighborhood, whether it be a white neighborhood, black neighborhood, right, you were always on your guard, okay? You didn't see color as something that was going to sway your decision on what you did or did not do. Yeah. No, and you shouldn't. Of course not. Um, and and kind of talking about quick reactions of of cops, uh, there was a, a shooting yesterday, uh, Tuesday in uh, Ohio, and rather rather interesting is in the in the sense of how how quickly everything happened. I was like, okay, here's the video. Let's see what this what happened, and I couldn't believe how quickly everything went down. The cops roll up on a scene. And um, there's this big like argument and confrontation outside with this family. It looked like, I don't know if it was family or friends or whatever, but people are getting thrown to the ground. Uh, there was allegedly reports of, of a knife being there and the cops roll up and the body cam footage was released immediately uh, last night to show everyone what in fact happened. But the cop gets out of his car, someone gets thrown to the ground at his feet and then a girl, 16 years old, Makai Bryant, uh, goes after another young lady with a knife. Looks like she's about to stab her. And that's when the officer opens fire, uh, shoots Makai Bryant, and kills her as she's about to stab uh, another, another uh, person. So, I mean, what, this all went down in like 10 seconds. The guy gets out of his car and boom, it's on. Well, once again, I, I think I, talk, I talked about this. That's a decision you have to make in a split second. Yeah. Your, your job is to preserve life. And guess what? That officer preserved life. Unfortunately, he had to take a life to preserve life. But once again, he met the resistance. He met the uh, situation with something that was reasonable. And I hate to say that taking someone's life is reasonable, but shit happens and it happened. And that's just too bad. And if the, if the young lady and, and age has nothing to do with it at that point. Okay. Age has nothing to do with it. No. If you see a murder in progress, which is what that was, you need to deal with it. And that was an absolute textbook righteous shooting. Unfortunately, 
the young lady made a decision that she had to pay her life, her life with. And it is what it is. Well, so in that, I don't know who it was in the, in the video, but immediately after the shots, he's like, Hey, Hey man, she's just a kid. It's like, she's about to stab another kid. Well, she wasn't a kid during that situation because she upped her kidness to being a young adult and acting like an idiot. Yeah. And she got what unfortunately was coming her way. What, 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 so here's the deal. I'm going to play media advocate here, which is the same as devil's advocate in case you didn't uh, catch my, my pun there. Um, the, the, had the officer not shot her, she ends up stabbing the girl. Then what's the call? Look at the police didn't act. They let a, uh, and I think both the victim was a uh, Makai Bryant was, was a, was a black girl. And I think the person she was trying to stab was a black girl. Then the, the narrative would be, look, the cops didn't act. They let up, they let a black girl get stabbed. I mean, you and, can't and, win with the no, media. And you go one step further. She stabbed the girl and then saw the knife and then the cops killed her. So you have two dead kids instead of one. You've got a dead victim. Now you have a dead suspect and it's lose, lose. Cops will be second guessed. In this case, they're only being second-guessed because they, quote, shot a kid. Well, too fucking bad. All right? Life ain't fair. Where, where, were, uh, I mean, where were the adults in, the, in, in this instance? It, it looked like there were some adults there. It looked like some adults were assisting in the fighting uh, that was going on rather than being peacekeepers. If the cops have to be called, you've let something get out of control. And when the cops show up and someone has a knife and they're going after someone, what do you expect the cops to do? So uh, the, the, I think, it, what city was this in? Columbus. Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. The Columbus police, they released the video right away and were very upfront with the public saying, here's exactly what happened. Uh, and, and, but someone will take offense to this. Okay. I got to imagine. Was it a white officer? Yes. Well, it looked like you can only see his arms. But yeah. All right. Well, I don't care if he was white, black, brown, female, male, doesn't matter. They did what they had to do. He did have... Uh, one of the guys next to him, uh, I do, I did see a black officer, and it looked like another white officer uh, who, who came okay. across the video. All right. so. It was a controlled use of force. You only had one shoot, one cop shoot that did the shooting, mm -hmm. which is excellent. You know, you don't come in, you know, going uh, kill house right away with three cops. Yeah. All right. It's a controlled use of force. Unfortunately, that use of force was deadly, and in this situation, completely justified, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And, uh, you know, I think we're all quick to react to video these days, as we mentioned with the George Floyd thing. Um, sometimes you got to piece together some other pieces of the puzzle. But ultimately, the video doesn't usually doesn't lie, Bill. It is what it is. And uh, yeah, very unfortunate situation there in Ohio. Uh, it seemed very righteous to me. Uh, very unfortunate that it, it was a kid. But uh, we, we can't have we cannot have kids, adults, anybody uh, trying to stab another person. Okay. First of that. all, it, yes, a kid in, in in lawful type years, they're still considered a kid. But as we all know, a 16-year-old female, they can have kids, they can play the adult role. And in this and in this particular situation, guess what? She put herself in a you know, she put herself above and beyond her age, and her age cannot be an excuse for what she did. Yeah. All right. And oh, in okay. some, I mean, you can be emancipated at 16. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're making adult decisions that your juvenile brain can't cash. That's that's a good point. Okay, so I don't want to hear this 16 year old shit. All right, I don't want to hear it. You know how many 16 year old kids in in, the, in Casablanca back in the day in the in the early 80s, mid 80s, shot at cops, including probably me. 
There's probably a lot of them. All right. And they don't get a free fucking pass. Yeah. You know, you play adult games, you win adult prizes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. And my my point is anytime, look at, we're at a point now where basically anytime uh, a victim is a person of color and the, and the shooter is white, the officer is white. It's newsworthy. I don't guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. It's very, very, very unfortunate because if, if we're going to agree on justified versus unjustified violence, we have to, we have to agree. How about, how about we just let the facts play out? There you go. Okay. Facts. What are F-A-C-T-F? Yeah, facts. Oh, okay. let, 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 let's let, let's let the facts play out. And the media is quick to judge. And they are so influential to ignorant people, people on the fence, ignorant people they believe what they hear they believe what is interpreted to them the don lemons and the chris cuomos and all these other assholes that like to slant things to the left they, they talk down to people and people don't realize they're being talked to and they also don't realize don lemon don lemon is a condescending asshole yeah chris cuomo is just an east coast barf bag okay <laughs> You know what I saw the other day, and, and this will be actually a little transition for us, was that Chris Cuomo was on there talking about why haven't uh, people in like Fox News, conservative, how come they haven't got the vaccine yet? And how come they're not post they're not posting selfies and this and that of, of the vaccine? I know you got the, your second shot yesterday. Hey, I'm as conservative as they come. Yeah. All right. Now, I got my vaccine and I posted it that I did. And I've gotten ridiculed. <laughs> Why, why do you post that, man? You know, is it that important? I go, well, why do people post what they're having for fucking dinner? That's true. On Facebook. I don't give a shit what you eat. <laughs> all right. And if you don't give a shit that I get the vaccine, well, that's my business. Yeah. What The reason I did it, Matt, is because I am proud that I did. Okay. I believe that it will help you. I don't believe that it's a mind control situation. You know, oh, well, you're being a sheep. Well, you know what? Last time I checked, I looked in the mirror. And I was a human fucking being, all right? If I was a sheep, then that'd be altogether different. I'm not a sheep. I'm a goddamn adult. And I make an adult decision, excuse me, a little fired up, to get a vaccine, all right? Now, if if it makes me sick, it'll be about 24 hours here in about an hour that I've had it. And that's when it's supposed to hit me. So if I turn into... Um, a leprechaun, you know why? Yeah, so we had a recorder. It's, it's going to be a live event. Now, it's it's look, it's a personal choice. If if someone what doesn't want to partake in the program and get a vaccine, that's your choice. I get it. All right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ridicule ridicule you for it, like saying, oh well, you're not you're you're not helping to stop the spread, blah blah blah. I got the vaccine. I feel comfortable that it's going to keep me from getting a severe case of COVID. I had it before in November. I don't want to get it again. I chose to get it. That's my fucking choice. And if you don't like it, great. I don't throw it in my face. I love the I love the choice choice concept, Bill. If you don't like the if you don't want to take the vaccine, uh, don't take it. Don't shame people for taking and, it and don't I'm shame not, people for not taking it. And I'm not going to ridicule you when you're in a hospital lying there half dead. I'm going to say, hey, it was your choice. I'm not. I'm going to feel bad for you. I am. Okay. You chose not to. And 
things didn't come out your way. Just like, hey, you chose not to put a seatbelt on when you drove 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And things didn't come out your way. That is a choice. Even though it's law now that you wear a seatbelt, uh, you're on an airplane and the seatbelt sign comes on. There's a reason. Put your fucking seatbelt on or your head's going to get squashed against the roof of the plane when you hit turbulence. Let me ask you, as a guy who believes in personal choice and who's taken the vaccine now, what are your thoughts on this discussions about uh, you can't travel or do things if you, unless you have the vaccine? Well, that's a little. I don't think it's going to come to that, but that's up to a particular airline, okay? They may not want you to travel unless you've had the vaccine so they can sell the middle seat so they can serve food so they can be on the plane without masks you know that's up to them just like it's up to you in your home if you don't want me to come in here without a mask on or without wiping my shoes before i come in that is your rules and i live by them or i choose not to come in your house you know now i have a rule in my house that if you're a woman you come to my house you have to take your top off and come in no i'm kidding but again, and that's why I, I don't have any visitors. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they're rules, and you don't have to. And, and if you don't, if you don't feel like following that rule, then you don't have to enter the place. No shirt, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Okay, that's been around forever. That's their choice. That's as the proprietor of that business. That's what they choose to do. Yeah. Okay. Have some mutual. Have some respect for people. I, okay, what you're saying, I, I, I agree with. I think it's got to be um, the, the foot the shoe on the other foot as well, because people don't want to take the vaccine. People don't want to wear masks either or stay home. I'm sure, I don't, we need some you more think freedom I'm in this mask country. Now? You think for one second, now that I'm fully vaccinated, I want to wear that fucking mask? You're out of your mind. I dare you to do this, Bill. I dare you to get a sign made and to walk around with it that just says vaccinated and not wear a mask. What do you think? I think that'd be great. That'll go over like a turkey shirt. <laughs> Okay, you've got these. these That's these, reasonable. You've got these people that are afraid of their own shadow, thinking that that that, that, that dust spectacles in the air are going to give them COVID. No, no. Um, and you've got politicians, and you've got the, the the I mean, how many times have you gone to the doctor and they said, "Stay off work for a week," and and you don't even you you don't need to stay off work. They overextend. Their the prognosis they 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 err on the side of extreme bizarro caution. We don't need to be wearing masks once you're vaccinated. Once we re we reach whatever herd immunity is, we need to shed those fucking masks. Unless of course you want to wear one. If you want to wear one, I'm wear one forever. That. If you want to wear absolutely, one. But, but don't tell us we have to wear one. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the last time I checked, we wrote a we wrote a paper in, in 1776 called the, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution <laughs> to, to where we have the freedom to make choices. Not the Bill of Sometimes. Yeah. The Bill okay. of Rights. The Bill of Rights. So let's get back to basics. I, well, <laughs> you know, I agree. Texas, Florida, uh, Mississippi, they seem to be doing they seem to be going back to normal and the basics. Uh, they don't seem to be having quite the issues. I saw some baseball games, Bill, at Mississippi, Mississippi state where you know over ten thousand people no masks just living life baseball game it was it looked awesome that is called the sec conference <laughs> there could be armageddon there could be world war three going on in the city adjacent to them they're going to play and they are going to pretend like nothing is happening because there's some no, no, there's nothing more important than that athletic contest involving one of their schools <laughs> right wrong or indifferent that's just the way 
it is priorities that's priorities, just dude. just like the sun coming up every day it's <laughs> just the way it is <laughs> i applaud them i applaud them i think uh you know all of these restrictions and mass mandates they clearly have not worked and i am uh you know i begrudgingly wear a mask every day i do too and it's like all right i do too this is Matt, you don't care about all the deaths that have happened. Well, everyone's getting vaccinated now, and, and we've had a bunch of people who've had the COVID already. So, I mean, where does it end? Does it ever end? That's my question. Does this ever end? It will. It will, because there'll, there'll be some other calamity down the road where we're going to have to wear, you know. Um, On to the next uh, catastrophe, uh, the uh, next cause. We're going to have to wear rain galoshes to protect our feet <laughs> from some type of soil infraction or something. <laughs> there'll be something. There'll be something. Oh. The no, shit never ends. That's it. It's called a movement for yeah. a reason. Can we please go back to the Brady Bunch era? Oh, or maybe leave it to Beaver or Father Knows Best and just have a simple fucking way of life. Mm. I, I, I would. Where everybody funny. takes responsibility for their own fucking actions. If I was thinking about this the other day, if I could go back to an era and probably a recent era because I'm not, I don't want to be like in the desert somewhere and it was a cowboy or something, but. Recent years, if I could, if I could go back and kind of live in that time, I think it would want to be in the uh, the late '40s, early '50s. World War II is over. Everyone's in a good mood. Just want to have babies and have cocktails and just, uh, you know, have a front, a nice front porch and just the '50s. I've seen happy days. I know it probably wasn't like that all the time, but just I don't know. Things were good. The '60s went a little extreme for me, but I don't know, Bill. What what era would well, you? Well, having lived in the, you know, and remember, I remember a little bit of the '60s probably from about the mid 60s on you know we had this ugly situation called vietnam and that was ugly a lot of a lot of strife and, and a lot of bullshit and then you know then we progressed into the 70s where we were afraid we were going to have a war with russia they were going to drop a bomb on us and you know all that i'll tell you what i'll tell you what the 80s was a fun time okay i had hair <laughs> Okay. I didn't have that much gain that I have now, but my, my looks, you know, I, I, I kind of rode kind of like on my looks a little bit and, you know, and, and bought women drinks and gave them cigarettes. Helped me. But the eighties was a fun time. Ronald Reagan was president. He didn't put up with any shit. Okay. He, um, Lakers were good. Dodgers were good. Uh, uh, man. Yeah. Traffic wasn't as bad as it was now. Um, what the Olympics were in LA? The Olympics 80, in 84. 84. 84. And, and they went off incredibly good. Is that a party? Was that just a great time? It was be, a great time. Yeah. It was a great time. I was, I was a, a cop then and, and having a great time. And uh, nothing better than getting off work about 11, 11 30 at night, going to a gin mill somewhere <laughs> and walking in like you own the place, sitting at the bar and um, just having a couple drinks. Everybody likes each other. Color didn't mean shit. Okay. There was dogs sleeping with cats. <laughs> it was just an amazing good time. Okay. An amazing good time. Back then, because I know things change, and I've had some law enforcement and family and friends and everything. Back then, did, did you uh, let let people know that you were a cop, especially the ladies, or did kind of like, I got to imagine like in today's world, you kind of keep that stuff to yourself. You, you know? do? You yeah. do back then? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you go. Hey, what do you do? Well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they 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 loved it. So I I, I they loved it. I live to serve and protect. I you know I'm I'm here to serve and protect you right now. You know? <laughs> um, it, 80s, it was huh? a fun fun time from about 19. 
81, 82 to about 89, 90. It was fantastic. Uh, the best couple of years was 84, 85. You know, you had. Uh, well, 80, I'm a product of 85, of 84 and yeah. born in. Well, there you go. Your parents, your parents were obviously having a good They're time. Mom and dad. Loving life great. at that point. Yeah. Excuse the pun. But, um, <laughs> you know, there you go. You're a product of it. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was in my mid-20s then, and, you know, just, just rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great, great time. I've, I've heard that a little bit about the 80s, too. That's, that's awesome. MTV came into existence. They actually played music videos back then. Wow. You know, what a concept. Mm -hmm. What a fucking concept. I remember everyone thought those were, I mean, now they're like, they're gone. Well, they're there still, but those at the time was a huge, like, wow, they're going to, a music video? This is unheard of. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Bill, I got to mention something, not to damper our good mood here, but I saw this. It was forwarded to me from a friend, and I was absolutely shocked and just uh, heartbroken for a brief moment before I, talked to actually communicated with this individual but my very good friend in uh, the san diego area uh, mike gashopo former minor league baseball umpire um th this was a, a news article uh, officials say two inmates in a vista jail beat a deputy in an unprovoked attack and my good friend mike gashopo who i've umpired with and is now a sheriff's deputy in san diego uh, he was attacked down in the jail down there and the, the pictures looked horrific um it, it did not look good for him. I looked at the date later on and realized it was two months ago. And I had just texted with Mike on February 7th. This occurred on February 14th. I texted him the other day. He says he's fine. He's okay. Uh, but just awful. Did you get a chance to read that article I sent you? I did. Yeah. I did. I'm glad that I didn't know the follow-up on this. I'm glad he's okay. He looked yeah. like he you know, it was a vicious beating. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 that happens. It's unfortunate. Uh, he was with a nurse. He was, right? he was escorting a nurse through there, and some uh, the inmates, I guess, lured him over, asking for something, and uh, dragged him in the cell. And, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna speculate on this, and I could be wrong, but I'm sure that the reason they did that is because the guy was doing his job, mm -hmm. and he didn't take any bullshit from people, and the prisoners didn't like that, and they decided to uh, because where are they gonna go? They're not they're not gonna escape. Yeah. I mean, that's just something they did because they obviously didn't like the guy because yeah. he was most likely doing his job and not um, acquiescing to the inmates' uh, demands and wishes. Yeah, no, no doubt. So I was, I was a little scared the other day. I spread the word to a few other uh, former minor league umpires. And Mike Ishopo, great guy, very funny guy, a great sense of humor. Um, and I know he's, he's going to do great we'll, work. Uh, we'll send him the link. And Mike uh, uh, continued... Uh, Good health to you, my friend, and, and from one ex-lawman to another, I'm glad you're doing better, and I'm glad that you've overcome that. And I hope that uh, you go back to work, you know, a lot stronger and a lot wiser for that. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, Bill, I got to ask you, this came up um, in regards to there was two situations that occurred last week in, in, with law enforcement, or maybe, I'm not sure about the one with the military guy, but uh, he brought up a question that I have for you as far as what we can do better as civilians when we are when we are lit up by the police i've se i've been in cars where guys have not have gone a different way with this where they don't pull over right away and their thought is well let's get off the freeway or let's uh find a a better place to pull over as far as police go when someone does not pull over right away does it raise 
your awareness at all? Should civilians just pull over immediately or what should they do? Once the red light, you see the red light in your rearview mirror or you hear the siren or both, you pull over immediately. It's happened to me on the freeway. I've been stopped and I start to pull over and I can hear on the loudspeaker, the CHP officer twice, this has happened, um, pull off at the next off ramp, make a left and stop. Okay. I do that yeah. for their safety and probably mine. I get it. But they will tell you if they don't like the spot that you've picked, they will tell you. They'll right. adjust. It's yes. there again. It's it's <clears throat> their call, not yes. yours. You are now being detained. You you are you have got the red light, which means you are to pull over and stop. Mm-hmm. If they don't like the this positioning, they will they will tell you because it raises suspicion. Even if you're not fleeing, because you're as, not as, as police officers, we're trained to pick our spot. Okay. Okay. We'll follow until we see a safe area. Then we activate the the emergency lights for the traffic stop. We pick our spot. Mm-hmm. It is not up to the civilian to do that. So um, if they want to, if, if the police officer or CHP wants to pull you over on a crowded highway, hey, that's that's their call, and uh, you know they they pick the the ground, the ground of their choosing. If, I was just curious, but uh, so the shooting that occurred, of course, right after we recorded last week. Um, do you remember what city that was? It was called. Um, I know Don, Dante Wright. Right. Brooklyn Heights, Minnesota. Right outside. Brooklyn, right. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center. Brooklyn Center. Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Which is in the same area as Minneapolis, St. Paul, where the Chauvin thing went down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Same area. Is that? Uh, and I believe, uh, what was her <laughs> name? Kim Potter. Was that the officer? Does that sound right? Yes. yes. I'll, I'll double yes. check that. Yes. But uh, anyway, with this traffic stop, Bill, um, Dante Wright was, was pulled over and uh, was going to be arrested, was going to be detained. They were starting to put him in handcuffs. He fought out of the handcuffs, jumped in his car to flee the scene. Uh, Kim Potter reached for what she thought was her taser and was screaming, taser, 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 and accidentally fired her weapon, her gun, that ended up killing Dante Wright. It was no accident that she pulled the trigger. Correct. I, I, I stand Correct. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong device. Wrong device. Okay. Now let's dissect that. All right. One thing. Okay. You can say anything you want about cops from California, most notably Southern California. We may be assholes at time. We may not be the most user-friendly folks in the world. When you're talking to us, we may have a little bit of a, a gruff disposition, but we are very well-trained. Mm-hmm. We are very well-trained. And in that particular situation, the completely horrific training that showed with these officers came through bright and clear. Number one, number one, there were three officers there. Three. You had the officer that was in training by the training officer, Potter, go figure. And you had another officer that was on the passenger side of the car. Why he was over there, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. What? If okay, you you now have confirmation that the young man has a warrant. You're going to arrest him. The first thing you do is you escort him to the rear of his car, not at the driver's open door, where it's convenient for him to break away. I didn't think about that. And that's, get in that's, and wow. drive off. That shows your training. Wow. Okay. You also 
disable the vehicle, like turning the car off and taking the key. Can you? Do you have a legal right to do that? You to absolutely do. Okay, you're not. That's not improper uh, search no, and seizure. No, it's for whatever. your safety and, in this case, his. Okay. That is not. No, because you're going to arrest him now. So by virtue of the arrest, if you decide to impound or store that car, you have to inventory the vehicle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, if these things would have been adhered to, if you'd have had three officers trying to handcuff him instead of just the trainee who did a piss poor pathetic job, and where was his TO when this went down? I have no idea. Obviously, she needs to be trained too, because 26 years, 26 veteran, years, obviously, obviously in that 26 years, she did not have a lot of experience in dealing with someone who was a, a, resisting arrest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whether she had a, whether she had a desk job for 25 of those years, I don't know. Um, and it showed her lack of awareness, her lack of officer safety, her lack of general efficient training. And she's the trainer training him. That is just pathetic. And where and th why this other guy was nowhere to be found, I have no idea. Can I ask you this? Do you think, uh, because, okay, you should, it shouldn't be that three guys, excuse me, two guys and a, and a woman, uh, shouldn't be three officers that difficult okay. to get one person into handcuffs. Especially the son. Well, look at him. He was what, five, eight, 130 pounds? Mm -hmm. He looked like a slight built guy. Yeah. Okay. Did. All right. Okay. And when people say, well, he was a convicted murderer. I don't care. We'll, we'll get to that. I mean, whoa, that, whoa, that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's late. I mean, that has nothing to do with, that's like saying, you know, you're a, you're a, um, you're a housekeeper and you go to somebody's house to clean it. This house is filthy. Why am I clean? That's your fucking job is to overcome resistance. When someone says they don't want to go to jail, mm -hmm. you don't resort to kill house. Right. But that's not what happened. It's not like the cops rolled up. They looked at it. No, oh, this guy is okay. No. Let's shoot him. That's no. not what. That's not what happened. No, 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 no. You can sense who you're dealing with. You can sense. Okay, this guy's probably been in trouble. If you have any type, and that's not profiling. That's not profiling. That's assessing the individual that you're dealing with. Okay. That's not profiling. That is not profiling. Profiling is a black man's driving a Cadillac. There's probably drugs in there. And little do you know. That it's, uh, you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm -hmm. who we all know probably smokes weed, but he doesn't sell weed and he doesn't, you know, transport <laughs> it, okay? That is profiling. Yeah. All right? This is not profiling. This is assessing the immediate situation. And they did a piss poor fucking job. Yeah, it should have never got to. Now, let me ask you, do you think, because, you know, we're in, we're in this kinder and gentler world now, um, do you think, I'm not talking about a taser or a gun. I'm talking about maybe roughing up a suspect a little bit. Do you think there's a little he more hesitancy to be a little more physical with the guy, uh, getting him in handcuffs, maybe doing what you got to do physically to get him to comply? Do you think there's a little, that plays into maybe suspect in this situation uh, getting out of their grasp? Could be, could be. I don't know. If a guy, let me ask you, if, if Bill, if you were trying to handcuff a guy, it was me and you mm -hmm. trying to handcuff one guy and he started, what would you do if he started to resist? How would you physically restrain him? Well, I would look for you to help me, mm -hmm. A, and the two of us, good-sized guys, will be able to probably handle this guy. Get him to the ground, handcuff him, get him up, put him in the car. So, so, it, might be, so it might be tackling involved? It could be, grabbing. It could be whatever force is necessary 
to overcome the resistance. Mm -hmm. Tackling control holes, perhaps back, you know, back in the old days, a very effective way of getting someone into handcuffs was to cheap shot kick them right in the nuts. Okay, <laughs> I'll be real honest with you. That happened, and you know what? You know what? It's better than shooting and killing. No them. one, no one died. No yeah, one died. Absolutely. All right. The guy was was. I guarantee you, he complied after that. He complied. Yeah. So <laughs> you just do what? And, and was that a was that a, um, a a justified use of force back then? Probably not. But that wasn't taught trying, at the academy. You were you were doing a a a, a, a de deflective kick to the upper area to try to. Uh, uh, um, you know, get the get the suspect's uh, attention away from resisting, so you could the central area, and sure, you, you were a little sure, low. That's sure. all. But you know what? It worked. It worked. Mm -hmm. And no one, everybody went home that night. All right. Now, um, that was bad. In fact, to, to me, all three of those officers were piss poor in their tactics, and that should have never gotten to that point. They, they, in, by their inept police tactics, created that. They created that exigency to where, in my opinion, nowadays, a low-grade warrant like he had, uh, why she pulled would even pull a taser is beyond me. Well, I'm not going to let Dante Wright uh, off scot free here. Uh, no, he did not deserve to be shot and killed. Uh, but you yeah, resist bad shit. Happens. Resist, sorry, bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and and I get that. I, but and I don't but. think Kim Potter was this closeted racist that that waited 26 years on the force to to shoot a black man. I don't no, think that no, was she was a, a a woefully trained um, officer that that unfortunately choked in in, in the big moment, and she's probably going to spend a quite a few years in, in jail. To think about it. Yeah, I think she's being charged second degree manslaughter. Okay. Which, okay. It was clearly, okay. Some people say, oh, that was no accident. I mean, what do you make of, of accident, of grabbing the wrong weapon, Bill? How, how does, is that, does that happen? Poorly ha trained, poor judgment, and, and poor tactics. Do you know who Don, Dan Bongino is? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's he's excellent, excellent enforcement, ex-secret service. Him and Geraldo Rivera got I saw that. into it. Oh, Take a value. You're a 70-year-old man, Geraldo. Yeah. Well, Geraldo is an expert on policing outside of you know Dan Bongino's experience and was saying, well, the taser should be on your dominant side, on not okay. on your cross drop. Completely, completely. You don't know what you're talking about. Completely fiction, completely ridiculous. <laughs> okay, first of all, Bongino... I don't know, you know, he, 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 he sounds like he, you know, had a pretty good career and he's pretty knowledgeable. I'll give it to him. Okay. Geraldo likes to just mouth off. Geraldo likes to just, you know, spew things. Him and Bill O'Reilly used to go at it. And Geraldo <laughs> is supposedly, you know, a conservative. My ass. Okay. A conservative what? Exactly. Okay. Geraldo, again, another trumped up, uh, complete left-wing media frenzied, you know, um, react before you think, supposed journalist. Supposed, yeah. Supposed, okay. Bongino's like us. He tells it like it is with his experience. I'll go with Bongino every day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you guys have not heard his podcast slash radio show slash uh, YouTube videos or whatever, he's, he's fantastic. He does about an hour a day. 
uh, actually in some places, I think he's replacing Rush Limbaugh, but he's fantastic. He's former law enforcement, former Secret Service, actually has run for Congress a couple times too. So uh, great, great guy. Always fiery. Man, that yeah, guy's fired absolutely. up all the time. Um, I'd love to have him on the show. You think he'd come on? <laughs> we can send him an, an email. We'll see. Oh boy, let's see here. Man, there's plenty of things to talk about. Bill, let's take a break and from this law enforcement I need a break. talk. I need a break. Let's, need let's a, talk about a, something that is more uh more and again, again, guys, to all my cop friends out there, cop not whoever, you know you know me as well as I am not bashing cops. I am bashing the ones that have have failed to do things tactically correct and it cost them. We've, That's all I'm saying. We've talked about three separate uh, situations today of police force. Obviously the Chauvin, the Chauvin trial. Okay. We all agree that was, that was wrong. We've talked about the shooting in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. We feel that was justified. The cop had no choice. He ran up on the situation, had to act quickly. And we've talked about the Kim Potter incident, which was an accident. So, you know, so as they say, uh, unfortunately lost life. So we've kind of covered three unique situations. And you know, what's crazy bill is all three of them are different. Some people are like, these are all the same. These are, no, they're not, they're not well, the same. The, the two in Minnesota have, 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 have similarities in that the tactics, the training is dog shit. Oh yeah. yeah. And go figure they're in Minneapolis right. area. So, so. yeah, that's gotta get fixed there. But anyway, let's take a few questions from uh, some listeners here, Bill. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I figured you'd like this one. This is from Brian Earl, our good man in the uh, Brian. big sky conference, my, my football officiating buddy. He says, Hey Matt, two topics for Wednesday's podcast. Number one, what are your thoughts on MLB experimenting moving the mound back? I've attached an article with the information. Also, I'd like to hear you and Bill's, uh, some of your, uh, one of your best day drinking stories. I know you're not much of a day drinker, Bill, but I know it's probably come up or two. So tackle either one you want. God. (laughs) Part of the mound thing, leave it alone. What are we doing? why, why Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Leave it alone. Just stop it. Stop it. We got through no hitter the other day. Uh, Rondon. Rondon. Um, the issue here is that everyone swings swings for the fences to see their strikeouts or home runs these days. And so uh, there's more strikeouts, there's more home runs. Leave it alone. Stop screwing with the game. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. We don't even need to go into that. I okay, mean, day drinking. Day drinking. Okay. <laughs> day drinking, which I am not. I don't day drink. I have a five o'clock rule. <laughs> five. Which yeah. time zone? Which time Our zone? Okay. 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 I have a day, I have a rule. I do not day drink because I get stupid. I get tired. I fall asleep, and I ruin the whole good part of feeling the buzz. What about when you work all night and you kind of have you, you get off during the daytime? Do you make an exception for that? Well, that's, that's fitting your, your your schedule. schedule. Sure. Okay. Now that I'm a now that I'm an eight to five ham and egg type guy mostly, <laughs> I I try to drink at five o'clock or after. Um, but <clears throat> we had back in 2001, I was part of the Baker to Vegas relay team oh, okay. for the Riverside Police Department. Baker to Vegas, for those of you who don't know, is a police uh, relay run from Pahrump, I'm sorry, from Baker to Vegas. And you go through Pahrump and it's a 26, I don't know how long, I don't know what the mileage is, but it's a relay race, and uh, most of the running is done from the late afternoon on a Saturday, I believe, or to the morning on Sunday. My leg was at like 9 o'clock at night. I ran my leg. I was done. It was miserable. It was uphill. It was cold. It was in, in, the, in the Nevada desert. 
windy, freezing, miserable. Fucking miserable. <laughs> I got done. The car picked me up. I, they go, hey, you want to hang around and support your team? Fuck no. Get me to my room. <laughs> okay? So I got driven to into Vegas, went to my room. Um, you know, I had to train for this thing. God forbid I had to run a lot, which nowadays would be completely foreign to me. And I rewarded myself with a big, there was a Denny's restaurant in the parking lot of my hotel. Ooh. I went to this Denny's restaurant about four in the morning and scarfed down about 12 egg, uh, bacon and cheese omelets and a, a half a, uh, a, a loaf of bread. Just, just got stupid. Went to the room, fell asleep, got up about 11, 11.30, went to the um, the Rio Hotel, I believe, is where the uh, race ended. Cheered on my guys. Yay. And then the drinking started. Oh, boy. And I remember going to the award ceremony. And I'm sitting there between two of the female coppers that were there as support people. They weren't runners. They were young. At this time, I was about 40 then. They were in their early 20s. I, they were young. And I made a complete... 100% ass of myself by by sitting there probably saying very inappropriate things to them as tell them telling them just how absolutely beautiful they are and age means nothing and I'm your guy blah 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 complete buffoon okay and by 4:35 o'clock I was asleep standing up in an elevator and needed assistance to get back to my room before the sun went down <laughs> Now, that to me is not fun. Okay, that to me is complete and utter, complete, degenerate stupidity. That's why I don't day drink anymore. Wow. Plus, God only knows how much money I threw away at a at a crap table or <laughs> a slot machine or something. So it numbed you. So not even like kind of these daytime holidays like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, no. the barbecue or no. something. No, no lemonade or soda. Or milk or tea or something. I do not drink during the day. Just staring at the I clock. do not drink during the day. <laughs> There's something about day drinking in me that do not get along. Mm. I do not day drink. Even when you were in Mexico? I did not day drink. Oh, okay. No. You're a night cat. You're a, you're a night owl. I am. But that's funny is you don't stay up late really either. So you're like a 5 o'clock to like 8.30 kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's night. I can use, I, you know. You can run. I can run when need be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can run. So I got some juice in you. Yeah. Okay. The tank is not all the way empty. I can go, but no day drink. How about how about after like a one o'clock baseball game or well, noon one o'clock baseball game when it's like four o'clock? I mean, that's close. I'll enough. slam a beer, one yeah. beer, and wait till five and sit there and just wait. <laughs> Big principled guy. Okay, Brian. I will say this. I will. You're the biggest day drinker of them all. I am. I am. I'm drinking coffee right now and it's 10 30 but yeah uh i am not bill don't how dare you uh okay brian i will tell you this story it was in the minor leagues i won't tell you what league it was what year it was or who i was with however early in the season we had a rain out and a rain out early in the day like around noon <laughs> where there's like the game was at night that said there's no way we're playing tonight doubleheader tomorrow 11 a.m cool I uh, wasn't sure what we were going to do all day. And, and the, 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 uh, the theme in the minor leagues, when you're, you know, you and your partner, theme is rainouts can be expensive. And so anyway, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just staying in today. Uh, my partner says, hey, you want to 
come by the room. I said, sure, come by the room. He's got his, his workout shake mixer, you know, post, post-workout shake mixer. He's mixed up a cocktail in it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll have a sip. Uh, we ended up talking in there. We got that bright idea. Let's go to a movie theater. We went to a movie. We uh, had a bunch of... Jesus Christ! Is this is this books on tape? Yeah, it is. We get to the point. We, well, you, your story was nine minutes. I mean, well, come on, yeah. But it was full of it was full of self-deprecating action. Oh, though. really? So we're gonna movie, be, I mean, daytime I movie theater. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to the church. I, here. Let's go. <laughs> I did. I, yeah. Anyway, the movie theater. What's well, movie in the middle of the day? Uh, we get the bright idea again. A lot of bright ideas because we are uh, drinking here. Take it easy, Bill. We go to a nice dinner. We suit up. Go to a really nice dinner. Uh, we meet a guy there who was like starts talking to us uh and he invited us to <laughs> this party we go there we couldn't get in we end up at some other anyway we ended up losing the credit card uh the day that it went from day to night real quick the next day rolls around we get a double header at 11. we start heading to the ballpark we run out of gas for an 11 a.m double header we're standing there the highway patrol rolls up on us and we say we'll run out of gas we need help uh he filled us up I think sent us a bill or something. He called us a torture, whatever we did. We got to the double the game 15 minutes, 10 minutes before first pitch, threw on the gear, went out, worked two games. Show and go. Show and go. go. Best way to go. That was the moral of the story was <laughs> the next day was like, oh, we ran out of gas because we weren't thinking the day before. Right, that's that's anyway. That's, uh, book on tape. Uh, it was. It was. Only Bill's stories are good, guys. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I mean, uh, no. It's not very, I don't know, it's not that. I know. It's like I ask you what time it is, you're going to tell me how the watch was booked. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a day, a day in the minor leagues. Was, uh, was, yeah, a rain, rain out. Rain outs can be expensive. All right. Uh, Captain Maynard Bajorquez, Bill from West Point, he sent us another question. It's similar to the question Brian sent about the uh, the mound being pushed back. But his question was uh, with Mr. Barnes again, Mr. Barnes, is it a good idea? Who is benefiting, the pitcher or the batter? the mound going back is is there any benefit to the pitcher you can think of no 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 these guys can't throw the ball 50 feet what's that 60 feet six inches is that what it is uh yeah 66 they can't throw the ball 60 feet now without bouncing shit in the dirt Mm -hmm. how are they going to do it when they move it back leave it alone i agree leave it alone leave baseball alone yeah rob manfred okay Go micromanage the inside of your asshole. Oh, Leave baseball alone. Wow. Uh, what What are your thoughts, Bill, on these, on them using the Atlantic League, a, a uh, non-affiliated league, to experiment with various rules? Experiment all you want. If the Atlantic League wants to lay lay down for that, that's on them. I don't give a shit about the Atlantic League. I know nothing about the Atlantic League. I could care fucking less. Yeah. Leave Major League Baseball alone. The only thing I would like to see, excuse me, is a universal, is a, a DH to where you can, you know, get the Otanis of the world a full game. Yeah. Go pitch or DH like college does or did. I don't even know if they still do it. That would be my only addition to more hitting. All right. You want more hitting? Get a good hitting pitcher in there that could stay in the game, even though he's been pulled pitching wise. Yeah, that's a simple. That's a very simple fix. Yeah. Why? Anyway, if you want to, if you want to add more offense. Now, do you think pitchers? You think I think you see some more throwing situations in the American League than you do the National League, and that's because pitchers have to get in the box. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. do you yes. think that's just that, that pitchers in general are more willing to throw at batters, knowing they don't have to get in the batter's box? 
I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? We could see more offense, more excitement, more guys throwing at each other. Uh, who, in fact, knows? Okay. We talked about pulling over. Bill, anything? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Anything else? Well, I have a couple shout outs. Shout outs. I did one earlier. I don't know if it was when we didn't have any sound, so I'm going to repeat it. For those who already heard this, possibly, pardon me, but it's our show. I'll do what I want. I'm, I'm, I'm sending a big shout out to Mia, my friend, who had some surgery and she's been recuperating and is doing quite well now. And uh, she's going to be, with the surgery, she's going to be even more beautiful than she already is. Whoa. Okay. Talker. And my other good friend, Margie, out in Yakaipa, she's an avid listener. She, at one time in her life, and she's overcome it, which I'm very glad, had cancer. Okay, she sent me a text yesterday. She's a big listener of the show. She said that she won't be able to tune in in the morning because she is, and I'm going to get this right, so I'm going to read it so I don't fuck it up, is um, <clears throat> she, she goes, I'll be in surgery tomorrow morning. Doctor is removing my implant that was used for chemo. Removing it, which means no more chemo. Wow. She's obviously in, 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 in absolute remission. Doc says, I won't be needing any more yeehaw. I'll listen to it on Thursday. You guys always crack me up. <laughs> God bless you, Margie. I'm glad you, you beat it. You no longer need the implant. Um, hopefully it's a small little scar. It won't show much. Yeah. You know, but uh, who cares? You got it out and you're on to bigger and better things. And um, you got a great, great life ahead of you, especially when you listen to us. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate uh, Margie. And you too, Mia. You're going to become an avid listener. In fact, we want to get you on the show because you work in a related field that knows a lot about law enforcement and you have, you can, your opinions are outstanding. We've talked at nausea about things and you're pretty sharp and um, we'd love to have you on the show. Our, 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 uh, our viewing and our listeners would go sky high with you. That's another reason. <laughs> yeah. So um, think long and hard about it. And I'm sure you're going to blow up my phone once you, once you uh, see this and you'll let me know one way or the other. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah, we would love uh, more listeners, more guests. I mean, whatever the case is, we are, we're big fans of our fans. Uh, so thank you for writing in Ryan Maynard, uh, Margie, for your kind words, as always. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We, we don't hear from Margie. It's kind of weird. It's, you know. Well, she's got a good excuse. To she it. does. She does. We'll she's, un, she's, she's medicated and under the, under the knife right now. <laughs> Bill, did you see the play in the Dodger game? I got some questions from some, uh, some friends of mine about the backswing, or excuse me, the catcher's interference with Profar and Kershaw and him were yelling at each other. My thought was the ball was like in the guy's glove, and then the swing kind Bush of started. League. Bush league swing. Right? Bush league. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the victim of that was my my uh, my my uh, my my relative from Riverside, Austin Barnes. <laughs> um, he's the one who took the, the bat on the glove, and um, I thought it was Bushley. I thought it was a cheap shot, and you know that will not be forgotten. Ooh, that's a good point. That is a very good because those guys play each other a lot. Yeah, very very soon. You're going to see one of these throwaway games where it's 14 to two in the seventh inning. And somebody gets plunked, and all hell's gonna break loose. Yeah, I had that guy Profar in the minor. He was fresh out of uh, Curacao Island or whatever. He was uh, 17, playing uh, professional baseball, and you know he was victim for everything. Every nothing was ever. His well, fault. and I had Austin Barnes in, in in high school and in college when he went to Arizona State. And Austin and my son share 
a <laughs> a trait here, and I'll share this. I won't use the young lady's name, but my son Ryan, who is Austin's age, maybe a year younger, when they were in high school, uh, Ryan, my son, went to North High School. Austin went to Poly. There was a young lady that went to North. She was dating both Ryan and Austin at the same time. Whoa. Yeah. And when they, they never found out about it until later when she um, copped out to my son that, you know, I, I couldn't do this because I was with another guy, but it was, I didn't feel so bad because his name was Barnes too. <laughs> so <laughs> this girl, God bless her, is, you know, uh, she's partial to the Barnes clan. I, I guess so, man. Wow. And um, she went on and did big and, and great things in her life. And um, she didn't let the, the stigma of being with a Barnes stop her in any way whatsoever from going on and, and achieving a very, very lucrative, nice career. <laughs> and I told my son many times, I said, she, you should have over, overlooked that and stuck with her. Yeah. Because you would probably be, uh, you know, uh, living the life that you're, wouldn't be accustomed to now mm -hmm. so anyway that's the that's the little twist there those two wow the barn the barn's last name who who would have thought got you uh got you so far yeah um let me and see. it was easy for her because she wouldn't call ryan ryan she, she wouldn't call austin austin she goes hey barnes come here <laughs> uh, it was she didn't have to screw up names <laughs> smart yeah that's, that's a that's a you move actually if i, if I mean you know, um, yeah, that's that's not a bad pull. If you're gonna date two people at once, make sure their names are the same. Correct. That's the correct. that's the that's the moral of the story here. Did you build? Did you see that um, that video about CNN and uh, the executive talking about their uh, some James? Uh, excuse me, James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. They kind of had hidden camera and. CNN admitting all of their propaganda. Yeah. Well, it didn't take a, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. No, but but they don't. You know who Twitter is? A Twitter Twitter bans JMO. Twitter bans him. It censors him from reporting it. But they say nothing about CNN and the propaganda and their more. Their we have a communist media. <laughs> don't you understand? I know it just baffles me every week. We have a communist media that controls everything. They control politicians. They control our vote. They sway our opinions. They can do what they want. They're unchecked and untethered. I guess so. I guess so. It's, oh, oh my goodness. What are, what are we going to do, Bill Barnes? Uh, hey, late April here. Almost a full season of non-umpiring. I feel good. I haven't missed one one I haven't. Like your, one, like your sweatshirt here says, Coast 103.5. Feel good. Yeah. Bill Barnes. I mean, I've got this at a swap meet one time. <laughs> And on cold, chilly mornings, it came in handy because I had to get in my car and drive to the, to the nickel and dime studio that we operate in. <laughs> and um, I don't even know if Coast 103.5 is even on the air anymore. Oh, it's a Christmas station. Bill. Oh, Come that's on. right. They oh, start yeah. Christmas music in September. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I'm a big fan. Okay. It's coming up quick. Right. The decorations out soon. Uh, that is funny. I want to get you. I really, I'm going to, it's my goal. I'll even purchase it if need be. I want to get you in some real Honda prep attire for one of our shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's gear you up, man. Yeah. We have it all. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Do they come in anything bigger than a, than a boys meeting <laughs> for guys that go there? There's some, there's some athletes there. Okay. Yeah. We'll get Good you here. We'll Good size here. up for you. Good to hear. It's, their gear does run a little tight. I will say. Yeah. I can imagine. That's probably my fault. Anyway, uh, Bill, anything else? Uh, anything else? I think we've pretty much, uh, 
shot the balloon down today and we covered just about everything. Um, I'm sure there'll be something that, that, that breaks this afternoon that we'll miss, you know, and we'll be a day late and a dollar short as usual, but you know, that's just life in the big city. Murphy's law. As soon as we're, we hit done recording, uh, boom, breaking news. That's life in the big city. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, Bill, looking forward to next week. Hopefully your microphone works the full time next week. I do apologize, everybody. We went about what? Damn near two hours today, didn't we? Let's see. We went, yeah, where did we get going? About nine? Yeah, nine fifteen. Well, nine half. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. To those of you that have stuck with us and listened to all this rhetoric, I salute you. you you're either very, very in tune and love us, or you have no fucking life whatsoever. <laughs> and, and either way, keep listening, keep tuning in. Um, keep telling your kids, yeah. phone your friends, and wake the neighbors and let them know. <laughs> We're here. We're here for you. Sorry. Questions? Questions? We want questions. Yeah. Tell Bill he's full of it, too. Anything. anything yeah, because anything. generally I am. But yeah. I, you know, I get away with coming out here and pontificating my, my, my <laughs> craziness, and I go unchecked, just like the media. That's right. That's right. That's a, absolutely a great way to 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 uh, finish up here. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Weekly Wednesday Weigh-In. And as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Or somebody's home. <laughs> Thank you.